0: Have you ever watched the movie The Princess Bride? If you haven't, then what the hell are you waiting for? It's only the best movie that there ever was and ever will be. Or if you have, do you remember that scene in The Fire Swamp? You know, when Wesley and Buttercup, they learn how to survive all the hurdles of that horrid place. I love that scene. Did you ever think this scene could be a great example of how to deal with your children's tantrums, emotional ties, and other shenanigans? Stick around and find out how. Welcome to the Apparently Parent podcast. My name is Iran Katz and I'm a clinical psychologist, a parenting counselor, and also a father. In this show, we combine the art of parenting with the science of psychology. So if you want to understand your children and yourself better, lead your family into calmer waters, and reach the end of the day with a smile on your face, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Iran Katz. Hi and welcome to the third episode of the Apparently Parent Podcast. I am so psyched that you are here and took the time to listen to my show. It means the world to me and it also tells me something really, really important. It tells me that you find yourself struggling as a parent and that you want things to be better. And that's great because that's why I created this podcast, to help you find the tools, actions and inner strength to lead your family back into calmer waters. And if you're listening to this in the time this episode comes out, we're already two months into the new year, the new decade, and is there a better time to start working on those skills? So this episode is all about working on our parenting skills. And in one of the previous episodes, I talked about the parenting map, and I want to give you a quick recap. So the way I look at parenting is that when you became a parent, you got a ship you were handed down a ship and that ship holds your family and you're the captain of that ship and it's up to you to bring that ship into safety, do not let it sink, do not let it get lost, avoid um, storms and pirates and other dangers. And one of the tools that will help you do that is the parenting map, which is an acronym that stands for Mindfulness Attachment and purpose. So today we're gonna start talking about mindfulness, and more precisely about mindful parenting. And you may wonder what it has to do with the fire swamp scene, don't worry, I will get to that. But first, what is mindfulness in the first place? So mindfulness is a mental practice, it's something that we do with our minds, and it has to do with how we react to the world. I mean the outer world around us, and also our inner world, our inner world means the thoughts, the emotions we have, physical sensations, etc. And in everything we do in life, we can either be more mindful or more mindless. As a quick example, as you're listening to this podcast, whatever you're doing right now, maybe you're driving, maybe you're on a workout, good for you, maybe you're doing the dishes, good for you as well. And you can be More or less mindful to both the act of listening to me and the act of whatever else you're doing, right? So, for example, maybe you're hearing me talking, but you're preoccupied by other thoughts. Maybe you're on a commute and you're stressed about being late to work. So you are less mindful to my words at the moment, because maybe you think about what your boss is going to tell you when you get there. It can also be the other way around. Maybe you're taking care of the laundry right now and you're doing it automatically, you're not really noticing and thinking about the movement of your hands as they go about the clothes and you're more preoccupied with listening to me. And there is actually nothing wrong with being mindless, it's actually beneficial sometimes. For example, when you're driving or walking, you don't not you don't want to think about every move your muscles make, right? So as we grow up, your brain must transfer transfer some actions into automatic control so we can clear our minds for other things. However, with time, we tend to use the same automation for other things in our lives, and it makes the most damage in our relationships. When we lose sight of what's going on, what's deeply in authentically going on in our relationships, in ourselves, in our spouses, in our children, and between everybody, we miss so much. And we miss both the good and the bad things. And this is where relationships tend and can deteriorate sometimes. So let's think about parenting and see how mindfulness or mindlessness are affecting the way you parent your children. And I want you to imagine the following scenario. It may be familiar to you, maybe not. Try to imagine it. Let's say that you have a child that is in middle school, and the teacher calls you and she asks to see you, and you get there by yourself without your child after school, and she starts to tell you that your child has some several behavioral issues. He or she is not listening in the class, they come to class with no homework, sometimes they even skip classes, and they even got into some fights. And let's say that none of this is really news to you, you knew some of it, you didn't know the whole scope of it. But as you sit there and you're talking to the teacher and she's telling you all those things, you feel your mind is racing and it's getting filled with all those thoughts about the future. And you imagine you sweet child failing as an adult. He flunks college, he's not able to keep a job, he's being violent and he has a shitty life and then guilt swarms all over you and anger catches your throat and you're angry with yourself and you're angry with your child and maybe even angry with with the teacher and and when the conversation ends you thank the teacher and you tell her something like I'll take care of it and you go back home and they all drive back home you're just filled with worries and thoughts about the future and what you did wrong in the past and you get home and you lash out on your surprised child he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't know where this is coming from and as you go to bed at the end of the day you are worried and disappointed and confused Now, if you look at it, you can see that all those things were merely thoughts created by your mind. Just thoughts, okay? And let's be honest, these thoughts and feelings are valid. It's okay to worry about those things the teacher has said to you, right? And sometimes you should be worried about those things. However, I want you to notice how hard those thoughts and feelings were pulling you away from what is really going on, okay? Your mind went Way years into the future or back a couple of years ago to the past, trying to find the source of this problem and, and all this guilt and anger prevented you from acknowledging what is going on right now, which is your child is having some trouble in school and you should help him. So it's like your mind was kind of hijacked. You were not really in control of what you're thinking, feeling, where you want to go. This is the problem when you are mindless. Now let's take this same scenario but this time as you're sitting there with the teacher you notice your mind racing, you notice the knot in your stomach and the anger that is catching in your chest but you're able to slow down the thoughts and you manage to hold on to those feelings, to notice them without acting on them and again you thank the teacher and you tell her that you're gonna do something about it and you drive back home and yeah, You're worried and maybe you're a little bit angry and you notice those thoughts and those feelings and you work with them in your mind. And eventually you enter the home and you're more relaxed, still worried, still really wanting to solve this, but more able to talk with your child and listen to your child instead of flashing at him or her. And you go to bed and you put your head on the pillow and the worries are not keeping you awake and you feel confident that things could be better. So where would you rather be, in the first scenario or the second scenario? I bet, I bet my money that, just like me, you'd prefer the second scenario. And I guess that you feel that the first scenario describes your days a little bit better. And I get that, because you and me, we are on the same boat, okay? We're riding those waves together. Being a mindful parent is not a slam dunk solution. It's not a one-time job. It's a working process. And today you're going to learn how to start doing it. So why does it happen? Why does our mind do this in the first place? The main goal of your brain is to make sure you survive. The number one job your brain has is to notice the danger and prepare you for dealing with it. This is part of the reason why your mind tends to jump all over the place, instead of staying focused on one thing, because it helps you notice danger and and be prepared for it. And this survival mode is also the reason why we tend to latch on the bad things and amplify them. Okay, in our story, as you listen to the teacher describing your child's behavior, and your mind takes those worrisome thoughts and makes them bigger, and all of a sudden you cannot stop thinking about the grim future of delinquency your nine-year-old is going to have. And in the mindfulness literature, there is a really nice way of describing our minds, and it's called puppy mind. Sometimes it's also called monkey mind, But I like puppy mind better because I like puppies. I don't have anything against monkeys, but puppies are so cute, right? So imagine a cute little puppy and it's playing with you and it runs around from one corner of the room to another and it brings you a toy to throw and you play catch. But the puppy doesn't sit still for more than, I don't know, three seconds. And this is how our minds behave most of the time. And especially when things around, uh, around us are stressing us up. They go there and there and there and there and not staying on, on point. Now, imagine that you try to get that puppy to just sit still for a second. It's really hard, right? Almost impossible. However, luckily, we have a little bit more control over our minds than we have over those uh, imagined puppies. So how do we train our puppy minds to sit still for a little bit longer? We do it by committing to the practice of, of mindfulness. Now, you don't have to be a Buddhist. You don't have to join a monastery to to, um, to be more mindful. You may know that mindfulness comes from the Buddhist tradition or from several different Asian traditions. It, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to adopt Anything, any religion, you just have to train your mind. We we regard this as a mental practice. And the definition of mindful practice is paying attention to whatever is coming up in a particular way, which means on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. And I'll repeat that. We are paying attention to whatever is coming up in the present moment. We do it on purpose and we do it non-judgmentally, which is so important to stress out. Because we tend to judge ourselves so much, and we can judge ourselves a little bit less, okay? And you don't have to, you know, commit for hours and hours of meditation. And I don't don't, really don't expect you to do that to do it. I don't do it. You're a parent. You can do it. But as little as five to ten minutes a day of a mindful practice can really start to move the needle for you. Now, if you want to learn more about how you can practice mindfulness or mindful parenting at the comfort of your own house, you can uh, go to the show notes of this episode. It's on apparentlyparent.com forward slash three. There you can download two things. One, you can download uh, my mindfulness practice guide. It's a PDF which you can download for free. And you have several examples and guides of how to practice uh, different kinds of mindful meditations. And again, five minutes a day. It's it's all you need. And you can also download a recorded guided meditation that I've recorded for you. And you can download it to your phone and listen to it whenever you like to and practice with it. Now, why as a parent do you even have to care about it? Why should you practice mindful parenting? What are the benefits that it's going to bring you? Well, mindfulness is not a silver bullet. It's not a magic pill. It's not like if you start doing this, everything will be different and you're gonna be all the time relaxed and chill. Really, it's not about that. But you will become more aware of your thoughts and your feelings as they come and go. You will become more aware of your child's needs and what he or she thinks and feels and what their thoughts and feelings are when as they come and go, which will make you more attuned with your child You will resonate more with whatever is going on with your child. And this will foster a better uh, relationship, a secure relationship between you guys. And on top of that, you you could regulate your emotions better. So when you feel angry or stressed or or afraid, you, you will be more able to regulate your own emotions. So you could be there for your child and you will become less judgmental about yourself and your child, which really helps the relationship. And eventually you will be more able to choose your battles and avoid impulsive reactions by your side. And if you think of yourself like I like to think about parenting, like you're the captain of the ship, you will be a better navigator. You will notice storms before they arrive. You will know how to avoid them. You will know how to ride through the storm without uh, getting your ship under the water. Okay, So it will make you more proficient in this art of parenting. Now you may be still wondering why did I start this episode with the Princess Bride and the Fire Swamp scene? Well, first it's the best movie, and I want to talk about it all the time. However, uh, for this uh, matter, being mindful is exactly what helped Wesley and Buttercup survive the Fire Swamp, uh, the Fire Swamp in the first place, because they, they were the first people uh, that we know of that survived. The fire swamp, right? And there are three dangers in the fire swamp. And there are known dangers. People know that there are the, the crackling fires and the, the quicksand pits and the ROUss rodents, rodents of unusual size. And they don't know how to avoid them. And as they go into the swamp, Wesley doesn't even believe our USs exist, but they learn how to avoid those uh, dangers because they figure out that before uh, a fire bursts in from the ground, there's a crackling noise. So they learn how to avoid it by being mindful to it. They learn to recognize how the quicksand looks so they would not step into it. So in a way, being more mindful and noticing their environment, their outer environment in this example, but we're talking also about our own mental and inner environment, it helps them, Wesley and Buttercup, survive their fire swamp and get to the other side. And, well, you know, maybe you know what's going on after that. But this is what can help you um, survive your own fire swamps, your own storms, your own emotional... Tantrums, and when I mean your, and when I say your own, I mean your own family, the tantrums your children have, etc. So, what are you feeling right now? Can you commit to trying this? And I suggest let's do this together and commit to trying this simple mindful practice for just five minutes a day for the next week. If you can go for more than five minutes, that's great. Move the needle to ten minutes if you want to. And remember, this is an ongoing process. This is not a silver bullet. If you commit to it. I do believe that you will soon start feeling that it's easier for you to put a stop on those racing thoughts, and you'll be more able to steer your ship, because as you notice a mindstorm gathering on the horizon, you'll know how to navigate around it, or you will decide to sail through it without losing control of your ship. And there are several different ways to practice mindfulness and mindful parenting, so go to the show notes of this episode, again, it's apparentlyparent.com forward slash three there you can la- download the mindful parenting exercises guide and also the pre-recorded mindfulness uh, meditation that i recorded for you you can again you can download it or listen in the, listen to it wherever you want to and let me know how it's going for you you can reach out to me on the instagram i'm at apparently parent and you can dm me and um, if you share anything regarding this mindful practice just tag me i will be really happy to see those And thank you so much for listening to this show. As I'm saying every time, and I really mean it, it means the world to me that you took the time, that you invited me into your earbuds, into your lives, into your heart. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts on, so you'll never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could share it with whomever you think will find it interesting and useful uh, via email, your social media, whatever. And please go to Apple Podcasts and leave an honest review. It, will, it really means the world for me because I can learn a lot from whatever you write over there and it will help me get in front of more ears. So that's it. If you want to reach me, I'm at parentyparent.com. and now I'm going to watch The Princess Bride once again. So bye.